There is none like him. None could have died for you. God was looking for someone. But no one came forward. No one came forward, but Jesus came. Jesus came. He gave his life. He left his throne. He left his kingdom just for you. He left his kingdom just for me. He deserves the worship. He deserves the praise. Hey, can we pray in tongues a bit tonight? Can we just pray in tongues a bit tonight? Can we begin to charge ourselves up in the spirit? Lay all before him tonight. Let's lay all before him tonight. Let go, let go of anything right now. Let go and just worship in the spirit. Lord, we lift our hands tonight. We have come to acknowledge you. We have come to acknowledge your Lordship. We have come to acknowledge what you did for us. Words will not suffice to express our heart gratitude. For everything that you are doing. For the things you do that we don't even see. For the things you kept us from that we don't see, that we are not aware of. Father, we worship you. Lord, we give you praise. Father, we thank you. We thank you. Lord, we ask that you have your way in our midst tonight. We ask that you speak to our hearts. We pray that we will not remain the same after tonight. In the mighty name of Jesus, we declare that there will be encounters. We declare that there will be encouragement. We declare that there will be a charge in the hearts of many. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In the mighty name of Jesus. Can someone celebrate Jesus in the house? Come on, we can do better. We can do better. You can add a shout of praise. Hallelujah. Please, before you have your seat, kindly welcome someone standing by you. Welcome someone. Tell them you're welcome to service. Ask them, hope the rain didn't uh, deal with you this morning. Praise God. All right, praise God. Okay, so we've been looking at um, above all. All through this month, we'll be um, looking at above all. Our resident pastors um, did 
a fantastic job on Sunday. They laid the foundation, and I will continue um, with that. So all through um, Sunday services and midweek services, we are going to be looking at the topic above all. But tonight, we are going to be looking at above all with emphasis on above all fears, all worries, all uncertainties, all anxieties. Just name it, whatever falls into that category. Praise God. That is what we're going to be looking at. So tonight is above all fears, above all anxieties, worry. Just name it, whatever it is, you know, that bugs you. Whatever it is that perhaps gives you sleepless, sleepless nights. That's what we're going to look at tonight. Praise God. All right. And uh, for me personally, I think it's, it's crucial because if we just take a look at the things happening today, you just wonder, where is this world going to? Is it, about, is, it, is it the economy that we want to look at? Is it the security? Is it the crazy stuff that we hear that happen? A lot. You know, that have you know, made a lot of people unsettled. A, a couple of um, days back, we were driving home, and then my wife made a comment. And as she said that, it, just, it was as if she thought exactly what I was thinking um, the days, a few days before. And then she said, she said, what she said was, these days when you, when you withdraw money from ATM, like 5K or so, in a few days before you know it's finished, and you're wondering, yeah, no, no, I'm being modest. I'm being modest. <laughs> I know. I am being modest. Now, I use 5K. No, I'm going somewhere. Relax, relax. Your reaction just tells me that everybody have withdrawn maybe 50K. <laughs> now, listen. I will, I will withdraw 5K today. And by tomorrow evening. No, I'm not buying something serious. So. Maybe I just enter transport. I go to somewhere. And then I'm checking my wallet. If I had a PA that holds my wallet, I would say this person has been stealing my money. I used 5K because I felt, I just wanted to use 5K to, so that we can all relate. Because I know there are people here, 5K is an insult. If I invest now, they would draw 5K. So, I'm saying all of this to say that it's, it's, it's funny to see the prices of things skyrocket. You know, sometimes, personally, I wonder how some people manage. I don't know if some people think about it, too, but I think about it. Now, I don't earn so much, so much. I don't earn so little, too. And I am thinking to myself, if with what I am earning... <laughs> And after a few days, how about people who don't even earn 5% of what I earn? There are still people who are earning 20-something thousand. True or false? So, now, how, what, in, how, will, you, how will somebody survive with 20,000? 20, Some people have families. Father, mother, Children, maybe three, maybe four. <laughs> and, they are, and some of these people are earning 80K. <laughs> Wait, how would they save up for rent? How would they pay school fees? How would they buy clothes? So, you know, we, we, we don't, I, I, in fact, I, I love. I love what Pasquale, um, when Pasquale um, preached and he said, faith is not denying reality. 
But saying there's what? There's a higher reality. Now, we are not denying reality. And that is the reason why I'm, you know, I'm saying all of these things I'm saying. It, it's so that, because sometimes some people don't, they feel, mm, there are some people that don't understand what's going on. We understand. We understand. Some people say, before, before the salary comes in, <laughs> before, before the money comes, before the alert comes in, the money is what? Money that is not even enough. Before it comes, it has... So, it's real. And you know, I, I understand that there are people that go from day to day without knowing exactly where their next meal will come from. There are people like that. Now, I'm not here to glorify that. Of course, I'm not. But I'm just making us, you know, we're, we're, we're trying to be real, Abby. Yeah, we're trying to be real. But we're going somewhere with all of this. And then people are fearful. Now, I'm not saying that those who are jackpying are jackpying because of fear. Am I right? <laughs> some people will be wondering. <laughs> but anyway, that's, that's the reason some are doing it, actually. But whatever the reason, God has not created us to live in fear. That's one thing that we need to realize. God has not created us to live in fear. So if God has not created us to live in fear, how come we live in a world that is so fearful right now? How come we live in a world where you cannot, you can't really sleep and sleep? You know when you sleep, you're supposed to sleep and you know, rest. But people really don't sleep because as they are lying down, they are thinking. Some people are physically sleeping, but their minds are working. God did not create us to live in fear. So where did this fear come from? If God loved us so much, so why fear? Genesis chapter 3, um, from verse 7 to 10. This is the origin of fear. And remember, we're talking about, about above all fears. And I believe that understanding the root of you know, an issue, is just trying to resolve an issue. If you're, if you're, if you're trying to resolve an issue, what, what do you first find? The root cause of that issue. So we want to go back to the roots because it's important to, you know, the other things we're going to look at. So Genesis chapter 3 from verse 7, um, we'll read to verse 10. It says, this was when um, um, mankind fell, Adam and Eve fell. It says, and the eyes of them both were open after they had um, eaten the fruit that God told them not to eat. And they knew that they were naked and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves apron. Next verse. And they heard the voice of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord, of, of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. Verse 9. And the Lord called unto Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? Now, we remember that God usually comes down in the cool of the day to fellowship with them, right? So it was a normal thing. Verse 10. And, it's, and he said, who, who was saying here? And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid. Now, go back to verse 9. And the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, what's the question? Verse 10. What did Adam answer? I what? Now, is that the answer to the question? Okay, so what happened? He said, 
because I was, and you know, he said, I heard your voice in the garden, and I was what? This is the first place fear was mentioned in the Bible. Two things that fear does to you. Two things that fear does to you, which is why you shouldn't live in fear. That I pick from this verse. One, fear exposes you. Fear exposes you. It says, and I was afraid because of what? Because I was naked. What does nakedness mean? Exposure. Fear exposes you. It exposes your frailties. It exposes, you know, some of those hidden things. Those things that should be private, that should be personal. It exposes it. It opens it up to other people. The second thing is that it says, and I hid myself. Fear will rob you of your confidence. This is the same, this is the same God that comes to them every day to fellowship with them. And they will come out boldly and fellowship with God. Um, you know that if you do something wrong, if you do something wrong to someone and maybe the person has authority sort of over you and you see that person, what's the natural thing you want to do? You dodge. Why are you dodging? Because you are afraid. Now, if you have not done something wrong, you will not be in fear and your confidence will remain intact. Am I making sense? So, two things. Fear will expose you and fear will cripple your confidence. And you know that is why um, the Bible in Hebrews chapter 10 verse 35, I don't think I gave DJ. Please, let me put that up. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 35 says, Therefore, cast not away your confidence that does what? That has great recompense of reward. Because when you cast that confidence away, what, takes, what, what, comes, what comes in? Fear comes in. Fear comes in. So that's the origin of fear. That was where fear started. The things that Adam and Eve were not afraid of, they started you know, becoming afraid of them. They, they, they became afraid of um, the lions and all of the animals or when they hear a noise. Things that before now, they could, they could lie down anywhere, they could sleep anywhere within the Garden of Eden. Fear crippled them, crippled their confidence. They couldn't come before God again. They couldn't live life the normal way they lived. When God asks, where are you? He said, I heard your voice and I... You know, it's just like somebody asking you, how are you? He said, why should diesel, why should a, a, a liter of diesel cost 800 naira? That was not the question. Fine sister, how are you? There are no good men. There are no good men. That's not the question. That's not the answer. You know, people do these things just because they are afraid. Some people are uncertain. They don't know, they don't know what the future holds. They don't know what's going to happen next. So people are scared. They are afraid. And you know, earlier when I was speaking, I said, we understand these things. Now, for me personally, um, I lived a life of fear for a long time. And I'll share part of my story. I lived a life of fear for a long time. Um, I, have, I have four siblings, so making five, my father, my mother, so making seven of us all together. Now, when, when I was born, things were, things were great. Not so great, but things were great. At least I, can remember, I could remember, you know, things were, you know, fine. There was no issues and all of those things. And then I got to, by the time I got to primary three, my dad lost his job. 
and he never got another job. He never got any other tangible thing to do. So from that period, it was a struggle for me all through my life. Or, of course, up to, up to a particular point. So there were days that we sit and we don't know where the next meal is going to come from. So if you're going through, you know, things like this, you know, sometimes when I hear people say these things, you know, I can relate because I've been there. So I understand what you're saying. I understand what it's like. There was a point where, at some point in our lives, we were kicked out of our apartment where we lived. And then, as a family, remember, seven. And we were squatting with another family. If, when, when squatting with one, we were squatting with two families in two different locations. At some point, one of them kicked us out. One of them kicked us out. And it wasn't easy. Every night we, when I go to, you know, when I go to bed, I just think to myself, where will all this end? What's, what's, the, what's the purpose of this life? Why should I even, you know, why am I even in this world in the first place? If I'm going to go through all of this. Days will pass, no food to eat. I remember very clearly um, when I was in primary five, I think, things were so tough that my, um, then primary five, were, these days now, primary five, do they wear trousers or nika? Some wear trousers, Abby. Okay. At, at the time, we were wearing nika. My nika had torn behind. And you know how when you turn down the tear, you stitch them, stitch them, stitch them. It was, it was now, there was a part that was very, <laughs> that was like khaki. Why? Because it was what? Stitched over and over and over. And I'm not a dull person naturally. You know, when it comes to academics, I'm very bright. So when they were going to pick uh, prefects, you know, they start pre- pre- picking prefects from primary five, you know, when you, as you're getting into primary six, because those in primary six will be preparing for common entrance. So, and they are on their way out. So, those in primary five, I think from like third term or something, I can't remember. Yeah, from third term, start picking. Um, you know, they did not pick me. <laughs> Why? The situation was obvious. Everybody could see that, ah, we can't pick this one to be pro- um, prefect too. And, you know, a lot of those things. And I forgive them, Sha. <laughs> I'm forgiving them. No, God sees my heart, I'm forgiving them. So, the, the, you know, all of those things, and I realized, it was obvious, I realized what was happening. I realized that, you know, this was just because of the situation I was in. And, you know, that's funny enough, that's how life is. You know, there are people that will not want to associate you at your lowest, so associate with you at your lowest. So, there are people like that. They will be ashamed of you, you know, they will say stuff. You know, sometimes, like, which kind of head you carry, self? You know, so all of those things happened, you know. I, you know I, I, I just kept thinking to myself, there was so much uncertainty in my, in my heart. I kept thinking, will I even be able to go to school? Will I, even if I am able to get into school, will I be able to finish? Now, let's, uh, oh, I didn't tell you, I'm actually the first out of the five. Yeah, I'm the first out of the five. So at, at some point, I, I started to think to myself, I need to start doing something to assist my parents. Now, not because I wanted to work. So I started working immediately after my junior work. You know, I got a job, I was working. Now, I didn't just do that work between when I finished my junior work and when I started my senior secondary. Why, when I started my senior secondary, I was still working. 
So I will close school. Others will go for, what's this thing called? Lesson, or what, what do they call it now? Extra curricular, what, uh, this thing. So they go for, you know, classes, extra classes. I will go to work. Because I wanted to help out. Because I, I felt my... Interesting thing was, I would come to church like everybody do. But the message that was being preached, all those, see, those things were not entering. Or they were entering and they were coming out. Why? Because I was always thinking, I was always worried, I was always anxious. I was always thinking to myself, how are we going to cope? How are we going to survive? How are we going to get out of this situation? It was tough. It was difficult. So I, I, I started working. And that work affected, by the time I did, you know, I was going to work now. So where, where the time to read? By the time I wrote my um, SSC and the result came out, my classmates didn't believe that that was my result. I got one credit. When they saw it, they said, no, there must, there must be a mistake somewhere. But I knew, I knew it was my result. I knew I wasn't prepared enough. Why? Because they were, I was basically living in fear. And that was why I was doing everything that I was doing. Now, was it okay to support my parents? Yes. Nothing was wrong with it. But I could have trusted God. So I decided to do everything myself. Somehow, that kind of affected my... I'm kind of an independent person. You know, somehow it's hard for you to see me see, go and ask somebody for something. Because life, life don't show me. Yeah, life don't show me. You know, then, I, I, you know, people see me today now and then. Some people say, I, I'm always looking too serious. Yeah, if only you know. <laughs> life, life, don't, life has dealt. You know, there's a way life will deal with you and you are so, you'll be everywhere. <laughs> when everybody's laughing, I'm wondering, what, what are, what? Why are they laughing? What are they laughing at? What's funny? Life is hard and people are laughing. <laughs> you know, so I, I always get that. People always say, oh, why are you always so serious? I'm better now. Ah, glory to God. <laughs> glory be to God. I am better. If you knew me back then, I had people who said a lot of things like, ah. In fact, they were saying to my siblings. They would say to my siblings like, ah. And I, I have a sister. I have just one sister. And then, you know, guys who don't come close. <laughs> one of them told my sister I won't do that. It's your brother, eh? The, the face too strong. <laughs> What's it happen? Well, of course, they didn't know what was happening. They didn't understand, you know. Um, so basically, my point is, I did all of those things out of fear. There were days, you know, I, I just couldn't concentrate. I was always thinking. I was always worried. I was always bothered. If I'm not bothered about my um, siblings, I'm bothered about what we're going to eat. I'm bothered, bothered about the rent. I'm bothered, I was bothered about, you know, it was just going through my mind. What if this happens? What if that happens? What if this doesn't happen? What if that doesn't happen? I could not see the future. The future was bleak. I had no idea what anything was going to look like. Until I met Jesus. Things started changing. Things started changing when I met Jesus. And you remember I said I used to come to church like every other person. See, there's a, see, keep coming to church, you. One day, like they say, one day now. One day, you, there will be an encounter. Maybe tonight for some people. Maybe tonight. Then I, I met Jesus and I started to learn about Christ, you know. I started to understand that ah, 
I'm not created to live like this. There's a better life. There's a better reality in Christ. And that Christ has set me free from this. He didn't just pay for my salvation. He took away my fears. He took away my anxiety. And there was one scripture, one major scripture I always read then. Philippians chapter 4. Philippians 4, 6. Philippians 4, verse 6. It says, be careful for what? Be careful for nothing. Can you give us uh, this in NIV or NLT? NIV or NLT. It says, do not be what? Anxious about what? Anything. If you are here tonight and you have lived in anxiety, God is telling you tonight, don't be anxious. Don't be worried. It says, but in every situation by what? Prayer and petition with what? Thanksgiving. Do what? Present your request to God. I, this scripture hmm, became, if you wake me up from sleep, I will recite it without thinking. It be, you know, I took it in. I thought about it a lot. I meditated on it. I quoted it everywhere I went to. And I started to see change gradually. Now, it didn't happen overnight. I didn't just wake up one morning and then everything was. No, it took a while. So I've concentrated so much on this verse 6. Until one day, I read verse 7. DJ verse 7. It says what? And the peace of God, which does what? Which transcends all understanding. When you catch this, the peace you will have. Now, I started to experience peace. When I started experiencing the peace, the issues were not over. They were still there. But I had what? Peace. See, there's something that peace does to you. Hmm? In the midst of a storm, you will sleep and sleep well. The kind of peace that only God gives, not man. You will be, you, see, you will be at rest. So when I read this verse 7, I enjoyed this verse 7 even more than verse 6. Because for me, verse 6 was the crucial thing that I needed. He had already told me, don't be anxious, don't, be, don't worry, don't, you know. And it says, and the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts. We do what? We guard. So he will tell you, he will direct you, he will show you the things that you need to know and do. So God started to order my steps gradually. You know, I started to do some stuff. I started to do things. I started to put some money together. I just basically, you know, I can't specifically, and by the way, he didn't come and say, Kingsley, Kingsley. No. I didn't come to church and then they called my name and said, oh, there's, I don't know if it's just me, but there are, <laughs> some people come to church, some, you know, those days I will come to church expecting to hear the preacher speaking and then point in my direction and say, you. I don't know why that doesn't happen to me. Does anybody ever wonder? <laughs> so I never had any of those moments where, you know, a man of God will come and, and I will come expectant, believing, hoping, expecting. But I'll never, they will prophesy to every other person, but... You know, right? You know, so sometimes I'm wondering, like, what's going on? But, but, the scripture, the word of God kept me going. So, he guided, he started to guide me, he started to show me what I needed to do. And gradually, I started to find out, man, I, I could actually live without anxiety. I could live without worries. Before now, hmm, growing up, hmm, 
I've changed though, I've improved. <laughs> I have improved. Before, me carrying my stand, talking and you're looking at me. Ah, it wouldn't have happened. And do you know what causes that? It's fear. It's fear. Why, why should we be... A, you see, that's the beauty of Jesus coming. That's the beauty of Jesus coming. He has come to take the fears. He has come to take anxiety away from us. And that's why he said in 2 um, Timothy, DJ, help us with that. 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 7. 2 Timothy 1 verse 7. Jesus came and he took this in a way and he gave us a command. 2 Timothy 1 7 says, For God had not given us what? The spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of what? Of a sound mind. He has not given us the spirit of fear. So if you are seated here tonight and you can hear me, God hasn't given you the spirit of fear. If you've been battling with fear, if you've been battling with anxiety, if you've been battling with worries, if if you're uncertain of what tomorrow holds, God is saying to you, don't be afraid. He said, I am with you. When Jesus was living, you know, um, when he came around, when Jesus came to the earth, a a lot of people, um, especially the Jews who believed in him, thought that Jesus will establish his kingdom here on earth. You know, then they were under um, Roman rule. The Romans, you know, invaded them. So when he now told them that he was going to die, some of them were wondering like, okay, if if Jesus dies, because they have associated themselves with him, if he passes, if he goes now, if he dies, you know, before that time, there was no resurrection. So they felt like if Jesus died, that means everything is over for them. And Jesus knew that they were going to be worried. Jesus knew that anxiety was going to come. You know what he said to them in John chapter 14, verse 27? DJ, please. John 14, 27. He says, peace I live with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world gives, give I unto you. He says what? He says what? Let. What does the word let mean? Don't allow. What does that tell you? You have the authority not to allow it. You have that power. Let not your heart be troubled. Now, Jesus was going to die. He was going to leave them. He knew that they were going to get worried. And Jesus said, don't be worried about anything. And he's saying to somebody tonight, let not your heart be troubled. Let not your heart be troubled. Whatever it is that you want to do, it might be that you, maybe you, you have an exam to write. You may have an interview. You may have a project you are taking on. You may have something that you're working on that looks like you, you don't even have an idea how it's going to end, how, you know, how to go about it. But God is saying to you tonight, let not your heart be troubled. Let me turn to your neighbor and say, let not your heart be troubled. Say it to them again, let not your heart be troubled. I want you to say to yourself, I will not let my heart be troubled. Praise God. Jesus has lifted us above all fears, above all anxieties, above all uncertainties, above all worries. Where are we seated? We are seated where? We are seated with Christ in the heavenly places. If you are seated with Christ, why should you be afraid? 
You know, for me, these were some of the things that, you know, God started to speak to me. Started to speak these things to, to me. And I, you know, it started to make a difference. And I always tell people, as Christians, hold on to God's word. Study the word. Eat the word. Spend time in the word. Find a scripture that you start. Every time we say this, every time somebody stands here and ministers and says, which scripture are you standing on? Or hold on to the word. We, see, we're seeing these things because that is, it, it works. This is what has saved me. This is what has delivered me. Today, I don't have to, when I sleep, I sleep. I sleep like a baby. I don't think about it doesn't mean that I don't have things that I'm dealing with. Of course not. Everybody has something they are dealing with at, you know, at some point in their life. But because I have an understanding. I don't live in fear anymore. I'm not worried about the future. Because I know he that holds the future. I know I, I, there's this song I used to sing then. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because I know, oh, he holds my fear, and life is worth a living just because he, because he lives, because. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. You can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. He's the only one that can give you that guarantee. All fear is gone. All fear is gone. Because I know and I am sure he holds my future. And life is worth a living just see Jesus lives all fear is gone all fear is gone don't ever be worried about anything anytime you start feeling worried remember that what he leaves and you are seated where? In heavenly places, above all principalities, above all fears, <laughs> above all anxieties, above all worries. Don't allow anything to hold you down. And you know, for me, after God started to deliver me from all of these things, I started to notice something happening. I started to notice that people who were having similar issues were coming to me. And I didn't understand it at the time. I did not understand. And some of them didn't know Christ. Some of them didn't know Christ. So when they started coming to me, I just realized, oh, the Holy Spirit just made me realize it wasn't, with God, there are no coincidences. And I started to share. So sometimes people will come and then they will tell me, oh, they are going through this, they are going through stuff, that they are free, they are not. I know when they finish saying it, sometimes the Holy Spirit will just tell me, Share your story. Share what you have been through. And when I'm done, if they were crying, they just wiped their Like, seriously, you went through all of this? I'll say yes. I said, but Jesus 
helped me through it. And the Jesus that helped me through it can help you through it. Many have come to Christ just because of that. So my question to you tonight is, what has God saved you from? What has Jesus lifted you from? There are people around you that are going through some of those things. Reach out to them. Encourage them. Use the opportunity to preach the gospel to them. You have colleagues in the office. Some of them are struggling in different areas and you are their confidant. And these people don't know Jesus. What are you waiting for? This is an opportunity. You know, when we talk about evangelism, it's not just when you carry your Bible and go and knock on doors. That's, not, that's part of evangelism, but that's not all that there is to evangelism. I had people come to me like that. And I used that opportunity to lead them to Christ. All through this month, our focus is evangelism. So what's one thing that God has saved you from? What's one thing he had delivered you from? That you need to evangelize to someone. You need to use that experience. You see, all of these things, after I've come out, you know, majorly, I've come out really, as I've come out of it, it's just dawned on me that this is a good opportunity to touch lives. It's a good opportunity. You have the same opportunity. It, not everyone will have the privilege to stand here and hold the mic and speak. But you have people within your circle of influence. Speak to them. Show them Jesus. Tell them that they can be lifted above whatever it is they are going through. They can be lifted above fears, above worries, above anxiety. Share Christ with them. You know, you, you are more, you are more um, confident to share something that's, you know, happened to you. Like me, I can confidently, if I find somebody who is going through that situation, I don't need to, I don't need, do I need to go and start opening scriptures? No, because I have experienced it. The scriptures are always here. They're always here in my, in my, in my spirit. It, it, it comes out at any point in time. So, it's not just for you to go through stuff. See, if you're going through stuff, if you are scared, if you are afraid, if you are, see, truth of the matter is, don't allow that thing hold you down. Don't let it drown you. Because there is a bigger picture after the whole of this. God wants to use you, use that experience, so that you can use it to touch lives. You can reach out to lives. That it won't drown you. I thought somebody was going to say amen. Whatever it is, it will not drown you. You will come out of it. And then you will stand and you will use that to speak to people and draw men to Christ. You will draw men to Christ. In the mighty name of Jesus. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. This will be the last scripture I'll read tonight. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 15. He says, And had he died for all, that they which, which live should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them and what rose again. I've come to understand that, you know, my, the things I've gone through in life are meant to be used to reach lives, touch lives, and help draw them to Jesus and help them stand firmly. So when you have people who come to you 
if you are dealing with fears, we'll pray together tonight. And after tonight's meeting, you will never be the same again. Fear will lose its grip on you. In the mighty name of Jesus. And as we bring the service, this message to a close, I would like us to be on our feet as we sing that song one more time. Because he lives. Come and sing with me. I can face tomorrow. If you are confident of it, you sing from your heart. Because he lives. Because he lives. Oh, fear is Jesus lives because Jesus lives because he's on the throne and you are seated with him that you can face tomorrow that nothing there's no situation this condition will not remain permanent in your life that he has delivered you has set you above above all fears above all anxiety above all worries above all uncertainties we can face tomorrow because you live there's a future for us because you live we know the thoughts that you have towards us are thoughts of good only thank you because you have delivered us from fear from anxiety from all of those kind of things and not you that delivered me that you set me free and today I can stand and testify I can stand and encourage others. I can stand and draw men. I pray for anyone here tonight that is going through the same. Father, that as we have heard your word, I declare that we are delivered from every form of fear in the name of Jesus. Oh Lord, I pray that we will have that boldness and courage to stand and encourage people and draw men to you. Father, we give you praise. Father, we exalt you. We thank you because this is done. Father, we worship you in the mighty name of Jesus. Can someone celebrate Jesus tonight?